welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Don Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Uh, an insight into how this show works, after we finished recording last week, Dom said, oh, do you want to do an episode next week? I went, no. And we negotiated a deal whereby if Wednesday win and Birmingham lose, we would record a podcast. And I was incredibly confident, thought, brilliant, got a nice week off where I can chill out and just, um, you know, distance myself from football for a week. And of course, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? That it was uh, that it was going to happen. Um, I, I nearly for this episode nearly re-recorded the intro music along the lines of "Never felt more like singing the blues when Wednesday win and the blues lose," but it was a bit rubbish, so I didn't <laughs> bother. Um, tell us about the Barnsley game, Dom. Um, it was very good. Yeah, they, they, they played really well, and um, I think they deserved the win. And if anything, it was. It's frustrating, really, as it was one of those where if Wednesday played like that another five to ten times this season, they wouldn't be in the mess that they're in. That that's sort of how I, feel I like we've seen away. that though. Every, yeah. every time the 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 Wednesday have put in a decent performance, we've kind of said, "Well, how does it?" And that's you know the the um it's kind of like the story of the season, isn't it? that you know just these performances just kind of come out of nowhere i i i just could i i honestly thought that this team was done and just could not see another match winning performance um from them what what is it then what is it about certain games that allows them to just kind of conjure up these performances out of almost like thin air it's hard to put your finger on it, really, isn't it? I, I just thought on Saturday that they tactically got a lot right and um, you have to, I think, give Darren Moore plenty of praise, really, for the way they set up and playing three-five-two, 5 2 uh, going more direct. And that was it. It was Darren Moore abandoning his footballing principles, really. If we're associating Darren Moore with playing out from the back and playing attractive football and four two three one and everything. Well, he's not doing that um, at the moment. And he, he recognises with the team and the players that he's got that he's got to play a different way. And that's what we're seeing. And so I think to put Callum Patterson deeper into the number 10, gave them some more physicality in midfield. I thought that made a big difference on the day. That was a great move. But yeah, they, they clearly had worked on Barnes's goalkeeper loved to rush off his line and try and play as the sweeper keeper all the time. And so they, they must have got in in the first half, maybe half a dozen occasions at least, just from not messing around with it at the back and knocking it long and asking the question. And Jordan Rhodes should have scored um, early on, missed a great chance. But yeah, vintage Rhodes header for the opener, and it was no more than what Wednesday deserved. And um, yeah, thankfully they built on it and got the second goal, and that was that was a crucial moment, really. Um, it, it kind of felt a little bit almost like catching Barnsley out at their own game a little bit because they're so used to pressing teams, aren't they? And they kind of didn't didn't really like another team that was that was kind of playing them at their, at their own game. So that, that was interesting. Um, two goals then for, for Jordan Rhodes. Let's have the obligatory conversation about um, him. I mean, clearly, you know, it's not, it's not really happened for the last three and a half 
years and there's been plenty of false dawns with Jordan Rhodes. All that matters now is whether or not has this guy got the goals in him to keep Wednesday up? And the stats would tell you, of course he has, because he's he's now, what is he, the third leading championship goal scorer of all time and he's in with a shout of actually taking that um, that uh, that crown. Is, is, is Jordan the man? He's back. He's back. <laughs> um, well, you look at the last three starts, don't you? It's three goals and assists. Uh, so you could argue that he is in the best run of form of his Wednesday career. And that's not saying very much, is it, as the way that <laughs> it's panned out the last four years. We, we've um, got to stick but, with him, though, haven't we, now? It's, it's oh, now yeah. at a stage whereby he's he's obviously hit some kind of form. What's happened over the last three and a half years doesn't matter at all. Whether it, you know people go, no, oh, it's only because his, his contract's come to end. It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter what the scenario is or anything. If we've got a striker who we know can score goals and is in form, that that is... You know the one little like light at the end of a tunnel in terms of whatever minuscule chance Wednesday have of turning this round. Jordan Rhodes scoring goals is probably key to it. Absolutely, uh, he's got to stay fit. And if Wednesday are going to have a chance of getting out of this, then yeah, you you, you would say that Jordan Rhodes has to really continue in this goal-scoring vein of form for as long as possible. Uh, you know, in a side that hasn't scored a lot of goals, there's an incredible stat with Rhodes this season. And we know that he hasn't started a lot of championship matches, but he's actually had 16 shots at goal and he scored six times. So that's clinical and that's, that's pretty ruthless. And that's not what we've been saying about this Wednesday team for the majority of this season. Um, so if they can keep providing him with the service, then we've, we've seen that Jordan Rhodes is looking a very confident and sharp striker right now. And um, yeah, this is it. If Rhodes can carry on doing the business, then it does still give you that hope that Wednesday can climb to safety and, and I think yeah you, you do look at it and of all the strikers that Wednesday've got you know he's the man that's most capable of producing the goods and potentially firing you know Wednesday out of the relegation zone without a doubt Valerian Ishmael would tell us a very different story about how he sees um, the, the game having Gone talks about two penalty gay, uh, two penalty claims, um, uh, a goal that wasn't, but maybe should have been. Um, not sure about the the goal. Uh, I mean, clearly, I don't think I don't think there was any kind of infringement on Wildsmith, but possibly a foul on Tom Lee's. Not seen either of the penalty claims. So, what did you make of them? I don't. I, the first one when I saw it live with Dyke and I think it was Tom Lee's. Uh, you know, I thought that that looks not a bad shout. Um, but then when I watched it back, I'm, I'm thinking that yeah, Dyke was playing for it and was backing into him. So I think actually the ref probably got it about right. The big moment came for me way earlier than that, and it's as if Solbauer had scored in the first few minutes from the corner really dreadful piece of marking from Wednesday. And if they'd gone behind, then I, I think it would have been, well, we know how difficult it is for Wednesday to come back when they fall behind the matches. So I, I, that would, that for me actually was 
arguably the bigger turning point. Um, but no, I think the ref, to answer your question, I think he got it right actually with the two, the two penalty shouts. I, I, you know, I, I think that you know, Valerian Ismail maybe was making a bigger deal out of it. Um, for the fact that his team did look a bit jaded. I think the matches caught up with them and Wednesday played them at the right time. But they executed the game plan well and I think we have to give Wednesday an awful lot of credit as when we uh, recorded the podcast last week, we weren't giving them much hope of getting a result at Oakwell. And I don't think many Wednesday fans were either. So I think for Wednesday to turn in as, as good a performance as that and win... And then with Birmingham losing at Watford, the three-point swing and everything, then this is it. It's it's kept things alive, at least for another game or two, where we can carry on dreaming. I mean, if you look at the league table now, it's it's confusing, isn't it? Um, obviously, Birmingham in, in, in quite funny form. They, they, they did get a win the week before and then obviously losing at the weekend. Um, Rotherham have got a lot of games in hand and they did and they did win you used to have a big yawn there Dom don't mind us uh, sorry um, the, the, it's just when um, you talk James I have hey. this effect on people um, they, did, they did obviously get that win but they've got a lot of games crammed into it's like four games in a week they've got to play at the end of the season or something so um, that that's going to be um, interesting I mean, I'd given up, right? I'd, I'd well and truly given up. And I did catch myself after the game on Saturday. I looked at the fixture list and you kind of think, well, that Watford game looks a bit hard. But then the rest of them, well, they're all winnable games, aren't they? Can you see a path out of this? Yeah, I can. I, I'm going to put it out there and say that I know we'll talk more next week about Watford and and Cardiff, that Easter programme and everything that it entails and what to expect. But I'll put it out there now and say that I think Wednesday need a minimum of three points from those two matches, without a doubt. And Watford is going to be incredibly difficult when you look at the form that they're in and where they are on the table. So that's that's going to be challenging. And the, and the issue will be that not, all, not everyone, I think, is playing on Good Friday. There'll be some teams that are playing on Saturday. And so if Wednesday don't get a result at Vicarage Road and then other teams around them win and that gap increases from six points at the moment, which I think still looks attainable. But if it goes up and increases to, say, nine points again and Wednesday would be on Easter Monday, Wednesday would be one of the last I would have thought to be in action because they're playing Cardiff at half past five. So there could be huge pressure on that fixture if Wednesday slip up at Watford. That's really what I'm getting at. So uh, I just think that they're going to have to win at least you know one of those two and, and it's not going to be easy. Uh, but then you're right, James. I think that after that, it's quite a favourable-looking run-in, really. There's Swansea at home, but then the rest of them from Bristol City, Blackburn, Forest, Derby, QPR, Middlesbrough away. I... I don't see why Wednesday can't come away with a pretty healthy points haul from the, from, from the remaining matches. But I, I, I'm going to sort of put my neck on the line and say that I think for Wednesday to stay up, they need six wins out of nine and six wins out of nine. And by the way, that's however it comes, whether that's five wins and three draws. 
they, they, that takes them on to the magic 50 points. And if they were to go down with 50 points, they'd be bang unlucky. Uh, but they have picked up four points in the last two. So that's where you're thinking there's a chance. And to use a Steve Bruceism that I've been using a lot recently, they're in with a squeak. I've not heard that for a while, blimey. Bless Steve Bruce. Um, I'm looking at the fixtures now. So, uh, Good Friday, Wednesday, obviously, at, at Watford. Birmingham are at home to Swansea. That's a few hours later, so that's the Friday evening game. Rotherham away at Millwall. Um, it, I mean, there might be a point where we start including other teams in this, because obviously, Who's you know, Coventry, Coventry, Coventry away at QPR, Derby are at home to Luton. Um then we've got Easter Monday. Um, we know Wednesday playing Cardiff. Rotherham are at home to Wickham. It's going to be one of the easier games you would think of their um, running. Birmingham don't play until the Tuesday, but they're away at Brentford. So um, I don't really know what to make of any of that, really, because I think this stage of the season, and certainly this season in the Championship, it's kind of been shown anyone really can beat anyone, which is always the case in this league, isn't it? So I don't really know what to make of those, but you would think Birmingham going to Brentford's going to be a, a pretty tough game. Similarly, Rotherham at home to Wickham, you, you would kind of bank on a home win there, wouldn't you? So um, it's going to be interesting in a couple of weeks' time to see exactly what it does look like. There's going to be more twists, and I just think that when we, we get past Easter, there will only be seven matches left. And so for me, if the gap, is say more than seven points. I think it's done. I think it's all over. I think that that then it's going to be it's it's going to be too hard. I think for Wednesday to turn that around and and seven points that still means that Wednesday've got to win three and the other teams have got to drop points. So I, you know that's a huge uh, yeah that's a lot that's got to go Wednesday's way really to get out of trouble. Just on that, Saturday the 17th of April, which is what, a couple of weeks after um, after Easter, I was going to say after Christmas then, um, you have got Rotherham versus Birmingham. So there is a week where they can't both win. Um, I mean, I'm clutching at straws a little bit here, aren't I? I mean, the situation by then will obviously be different to what it is um, now. And, and, and one or either of them may have pulled clear or, you know, Wednesday might have lost every game up to then and it, it pretty much be um, be all over. But that looks like a bit of a key weekend, potentially. Um, you've got um, you've got Rotherham and Birmingham play each other. Well, Wednesday at home to Bristol City, whose form obviously has, has fallen off a bit of a bit of a cliff, hasn't it? It is season defining, I think, for Easter. I, I, I really do. I, I just can't get past that. But like you say, you've got Rotherham and Birmingham playing each other right now. You would say a draw. We touched on it before, but I mean Rotherham now. Have they got the squad to be able to cope when they've got to play? I think it's four matches in eight days. That is brutal. Um, but they have, at the moment, that three-point cushion over Wednesday and they've got all those matches in hand. Uh, so, uh, right now, um, and I'm going to ask you this in a second, You know who you think your bo- the bottom three will be at the end of the season. It pains me to say it, but I think it's going to be Wickham Wednesday. And I actually have a sneaky feeling it's going to be Coventry as well. What do you think? Uh, 
True, truthfully, I I do think Rotherham will just have enough to get out of it. There's just there's a bit of spirit there. Um, I've got a feeling they might just pull it off. Um, so I might end up agreeing with you. Well, there's I a think, first. I mean, Wickham, Wickham's a bit of a given, isn't it? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that Wednesday can get out of it, but I just feel like the gap's too big and it's just a bit too late and that team's just too weak. It doesn't, it doesn't, as much as I kind of feel that Rotherham have got that spirit about them that will will get them a couple of results when they're not expected to. I don't think Wednesday have got that. And yeah, we're coming off the back of a game actually where we kind of did see a little bit of that, but the, the evidence has been overwhelming this season that Wednesday just do not have that spirit. They do not have that resility. Resility? Resilience. Um, to, to, to get those results when the going gets tough. These I'd, feel more, I'd feel more confident if Darren Moore had an extra five matches, then I would be here sitting. I really would feel very optimistic Wednesday would escape relegation. But I, I feel as if you know he's come in with 14 matches to go and there wasn't the initial new manager bounce where he's lost three in a row. Yeah. And you know, yes, you, they picked up four points from Huddersfield and Barnsley. Not a bad return. But yeah, I, 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 I'm like you really, James, at the moment. I'm in that camp of I feel as if they've left themselves with too much to do and it, it, it's very tough. You know, I've heard of, of other people suggesting, oh, you know, maybe four wins might be enough or five. But I, I think it's going to still be closer to 50. I really do. I, I'd be surprised if 45 would be enough to keep you in the division this time. A bit of talk about whether or not um, Derby could be in a bit of trouble. I think that they're still um, being investigated, aren't they, by the EFL for the stadium sale that they did. So, I, I, yeah, I, but it, you would imagine it would be similar to Wednesday in that if they mm. were reprimanded or if there was a punishment, you'd be amazed if it was in in for this season and that it would be it, harsh it, wouldn't it it, it would the, be yeah the precedence has been set you can't it, it, yeah I, they'd have very good grounds for appeal wouldn't they considering what's happened with mm. Wednesday and certainly you know if it was anything more than six points I think they'd have good grounds for for appeal with the the circumstances but Derby are on a really poor run James it has to be said so I mean they can get dragged into it I still don't think Huddersfield are out of it they, their next two fixtures are Brentford and Norwich no gimmies, and if they lose them, I think they've still got to play Coventry and Rotherham. So they, either way, they could have a big part to play in it. But you, you just look at it, and I think it's, from Huddersfield down, those are the teams that will still be you know, looking really nervously over the shoulder. And it's Wednesday's job. What they have to do is finish the season as strongly as they possibly can. All they can do right now is apply some pressure and then see if teams buckle. I think most people, most pundits will probably have written Sheffield Wednesday off already this season with the six-point deduction, all the managerial upheaval and the fact that we're going into this last international break and there's still six points adrift. So, yeah, I think that it's, it's just down to Wednesday to try and build a bit of momentum, isn't it? And uh, string it, keep stringing a few positive results together and see where it takes them. 
do you think that um obviously now having this international break in a way i i was thinking right that's good it gives darren Moore a bit of time to work with the team and then i didn't really account for them winning at barnsley so then you think actually uh, you wonder whether or not it would have been better to have followed that up quite quickly with another game and try to keep that momentum going because obviously that 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 if if there is any momentum coming off the back of winning a, a, a top six team it quite quickly grinds to a halt doesn't it when you've got a two-week break so uh good thing or bad thing i mean for darren moore to have time with the team without the pressure of playing games has got to be a positive it's just that momentum that we that we lose i asked darren moore after the barnsley match you know whether it was good or bad timing over the international break and I think you know, the way he looked at it is that it was a positive. I'd probably go along with him because when we get to Watford with a bit of luck, Wednesday should have Kevin Westwood, Sam Hutchinson, Fizeu Deli Bashiru back, so the squad will be stronger. Andre Green um, will, I think, be fitter and he might get a run out for the under-23s against Sheffield United. And I thought he looked quite bright, actually, in the last 10 minutes or so that he came on. So he might be someone that, for the running, could add something a little bit different. That spark in, in the final third that I think we all know Wednesday have craved at times a bit more this season. Uh, so I, I think from the injury standpoint that, yes, and it's that opportunity for Darren Moore to work with the players uh, on the grass, um, as he likes to say it. Uh, every press conference and I, I think we've seen um, the Norwich match was a good illustration wasn't it where he had over a week to work with them and then I, I thought that it worked incredibly well the tactics and and you could see that they were well drilled and organised in that performance so I suppose it's exciting actually to see you know, what they're going to do. And I, I expect to give them to give a good account of themselves at, at Watford, whether that's going to be enough to pick up some points. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I, that's, I, I think that overall it's a good, it's good really that Darren Moore is going to be able to work, you know, with the team more, you know, over this sort of two week period. Do you feel from talking to him that he's kind of got to grips with it now? Because I, I think for any manager coming in, you, when you're managing another football team, you're not paying a lot of attention to what a team in another league is doing. You might see the scores, but you're not really watching anything to do with them. I think for anyone, you'd look at it on paper and think, oh, all right, this group of players is not bad. I can get something out of these. And then you actually arrive and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mess and kind of getting your head around, what do I do? You know, I can't bring any players in. I mean, I know that, you know, he has looked at that. He's looked at a couple of free um, agents and, and, and they're, they're, thankfully don't seem to be going anywhere but you know it's kind of like i've got what i've got and and figuring out how to just get the best out of those players to be in with a shot of pulling off the task that you've got to do do you feel like he's got to grips with that from what he says to you does it sound like he's kind of starting to come to terms with it all and figure out what to do i think so i think he's getting there but and um you know, he said repeatedly it's horses for courses. And I think what we've seen in the small body of work, his five matches in charge, I think he's played four different formations. So clearly when he first arrived, he was still figuring it out what 
suits his team the best. And then we've now seen in the last two matches that he does seem to be sticking with a three-man defence. And that's how I expect them to go at Watford. I don't see him going to a flat back four, but he hasn't ruled it out. But I think that he's maybe recognised that it's difficult right now to play with a back four when this squad is unbalanced and doesn't have that recognised senior left back. So maybe, you know, that's why he's had to, I think, um, adapt. And he's shown that. And actually, I've been a little bit maybe surprised at sort of the tactical flexibility that Darren Moore's shown. You know, all I was getting told by people who have worked with him, know him, you know, have said that, he would be pretty rigid and that he never went away from 4-2-3-1 when he was at Doncaster Rovers. But here at Wednesday, yeah, you know, he, he's been trying everything to um, get that winning formula, isn't it? And find that. And so he's, he's not he's not the first manager that's thought, I'm going to play a different formation and realised actually he just can't do it with these players. It just doesn't work. It's very hard though, isn't it, Jamie? Like He's come in mid-season... Uh, with a team that's low on confidence, um, lots of injuries, uh, and it's not his squad. And this squad has been built for Gary Monk to play three-five-two. And this is where it comes back to what we've talked about time and time again, and we'll do it again. Of where you know this club it needs an identity. And right now, you know what we've had this season is four managers, and they've all had different ways of wanting to go about the business and play the game. And and so, you know, in the long term, and this is where whatever league Wednesday are in next season, we, I think we all want Darren Moore to be given the time, the tools to build a team and his image. That's what's got to happen moving forward. Yep, absolutely. Um, not not really much else going on at, at the moment, but um, Asazi Origidi, obviously still kind of contract talks and stuff going on. Is is that just still the same situation? Yeah, I don't think anything's really changed uh, on that as things stand. Uh, you know, I, I, Wednesday wants to tie him down. They've offered him the contracts. Um, you know, Origidi, as is his right, he's weighing up his options. There's other clubs interested in him from England and abroad. Uh, you know, and he was terrific. You know, you have to say that at Barnsley. And I think this season, he's another really that has shown that he's got plenty of strings to his bow and he can play not just right back, but then also right sided centre half in a three man defence or on the left. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's the type of player that, you really want to see Wednesday building their team around, uh, you know, for the next year to two years. And, and if if the worst happens and it's in League One, we don't want another Liam Shaw, do we? We don't want that Liam Shaw scenario of um, a youngster that Wednesday have worked with for the last few years leave for nothing in the summer. Um, and and, and yeah, he's somebody that should be you know, here for Wednesday for the next few years uh, and hoping to lead a bit of a revival. As you, as you can see that he's a player, I think, that's got a lot of potential. Absolutely. Uh, right, it's going to wrap us up then for um, this week. We'll be back next week to talk about the busy Easter games. We've touched on them a bit. We will uh, revisit that 
next week. In the meantime, you can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott or contact the show at Dom and James. Big, big thank you to our gold partners, Title Law Solicitors. Uh, you can find out more about them at titlelaw.co.uk and Wednesday Picks, which is available to download now. Link in the show notes. They've got something special going on with the England um, internationals over the next few days, so well worth a look. Thank you for joining us. If you like Singing the Blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. Yeah.